Let me tell everybody on Facebook. Love Talk Radio. Let's get lost in a better place. Pick up the world, travel through time and space. So much to learn, so much to see. A chance to escape reality. Open your mind and your heart. Gain new knowledge, get a fresh new start. Day Network will bring you there. So let's talk about it when life and on the air. Good morning, everyone. This is Fran Lewis. This is MJ Network in memory of my sister, Marcia Joyce. And this is going to be absolutely phenomenal. We have Iris Johansson and Roy Johansson here, who wrote one of my favorite books, Blink of an Eye, because Kendra's back. Good morning, and thank you. I am so excited from snowy Westchester. (laughs) How are you? (laughs) We are very excited, too. And yeah, thank you for having it's us. It's not snowy here, and he's in California. It better not be snowy. Certainly not snowy <laughs> okay. here. Oh God, it's it's like 27 degrees here and freezing. But you know what? Could be worse. We had a blizzard on Monday and Tuesday, and forget that. So, um, give us a small uh, summary without giving it away of Blink of an Eye, because it was really one of my favorite. I read it in like an hour and a half. I couldn't put it down. Seriously. Thank you. Well, it, this is our eighth book with Kendra Michaels. Kendra was, mm-hmm. was born, born blind and uh, got her eyesight at the age of 20. And as is the case with most blind people, she had come to rely on all her other senses to make her way in the world, uh, which makes her now uh, in her new life as a very interesting investigator because she mm-hmm. senses everything in the, in the world around here that many other investigators, detectives, do not. And because she got her sight at such a late age, she uh, also doesn't take anything she sees for granted. And, uh, and so she picks up things visually that other people may not. And, uh, and we always great take great pains to say that she doesn't see, hear, smell, or any of these things any better than anyone else. She just pays attention in and, and, and a different way. And it's, uh, and, and, and so it makes her a, really a formidable investigator, and especially in this new case where a pop star is kidnapped mid-show at the Hollywood Bowl. Kendra and the pop star's former bodyguard uh, team mm-hmm. up to try and find her and get her back. Yeah, that that's amazing. I wish I could do what she could. I wish the police could do what she could do. Pay closer attention. Maybe yeah. we, wouldn't be such a, we wouldn't be in this mess that we're in. So I have the questions that you want to do. I have them highlighted. Give us Kendra's background and her relationship to the Woodward Academy for children with disabilities, and that's who I work with for, the, for a lot of years, children with reading disabilities. So this really hit home. Oh, good. Yeah, this yeah, is a, this I is a big part did. for us, too. What, Mom? Why don't you tell him, Mom? I, no, I just said that I bet it did because yeah. she could really associate with it. But uh, but we, uh, we, we we had mentioned that this this uh, academy for uh, uh, students with physical disabilities, we've mentioned it mm-hmm. early in earlier books, um, and uh, and actually, it, it played a very big part in the previous book, yeah. and, uh, and and so uh, and so we liked actually returning there in a way. It's sort of Kendra returning to her roots whenever she comes, and it, and it sort of reminds the reader and Kendra where where she's come from, and you know where and for and and how far and, and how far in some ways she's come, and uh, and yet and how rooted she still feels to to that past. Well, another and character. It was sort of unusual. Yes. Go on. No, I just said it was just it was sort of an unusual way to introduce our, our wonderful pop star Dee, and uh, and and hook her up with uh, all of Kendra's past. 
D D was she was interesting, very interesting. So who is Jessie, who I like? She's another character that I really like. And what is her relationship to D? I really like her. Well, that I, we're glad you do, and I think that Roy should tell you who she was, since he's writing a solo book about her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Jesse Mercado is uh, was a. Uh, she's introduced a, a few books ago. She was a private investigator, mm-hmm. but and uh, and she was a um, was in Afghanistan. She's a war hero, um, and. Uh, and actually came to kind of national attention as a contestant on a a a, 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 a game show, sort of a, a physical challenge show. And from there, she got uh, she became part of Jesse Mercado's security detail. Uh, Jesse Mercado, no, um, uh, D's uh, uh, security, Delilah Winter's security detail. And so, and eventually became he- her head of security. And uh, eventually, she grew kind of tired of that and became a private investigator. And though she has stayed very close to Delilah, and uh, and and she forged a, a friendship with Kendra Michael in the, in the process of these last few books. And so she, it was uh, natural to us that she should uh, she should be the one to want to try and get uh, Delilah back when when she's kidnapped. That's not an easy task to do. And to be friends with Kendra, that's amazing, right? <laughs> not too many people. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure how I could handle that. No. Yeah, she's got a tough personality, Kendra, but you know what? She has it for a reason. I like her. So um, explain more about her, her background and... Just who you know? Just just how do people get along with her? Because I know when she gets does when she when she gets started, forget it. Really. <laughs> well, you know, actually, I, I agree with you because you know of her background and the fact that that she realizes how much senses can be used that aren't used by ordinary people. Sometimes she gets mm. impatient. I guess you notice that. And uh, when they ask her, well, how did you know that? And she might say, well, I smelled it or I saw it. And she's a little bit impatient because she realizes that if they had used their senses, they could probably do it too. Because so many people these days uh, just let their senses uh, tell them small things and not the big Mm. things. Yeah, that's very true. But she, you know, one thing about Kendra that I love is that, you know, when she gets started, she's loyal to the to the people that she's close <laughs> to, especially one. Well, you didn't bring, you didn't put that person in in the question, so I'm not going to say anything. But, you know, her best friend, and I love her too. She sort of keeps it straight. She kicks butt when she has to. I'll tell you that. That's just good. Absolutely, that's what she Absolutely. does. Absolutely, but I yeah, think she so is what? fiercely loyal to the people around her. I know. I could use somebody like that right now. Seriously. So we all could, what, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so what happens that alerts Kendra and Jesse that D is missing? And I like D. How does she? Know, how do we know that but, she's missing? That's oh, one of the questions she's I missed? have. I have it highlighted here. I'm only reading oh, the you have in yellow. Oh. <laughs> Well, they're they're at a concert at the Hollywood Bowl near the beginning of the mm-hmm. film, uh, the beginning of the film, yeah. beginning of the book. Uh, they're at a concert and uh, and they sense that uh, something something's wrong, something's amiss with her security people, and so they uh, and 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 Delilah is not coming out for the encore that she's supposed to, and so they rush to the rush to the backstage, and that's where they discover it has happened. Um, Hollywood Bowl is one of my favorite places on earth. I live here in LA, and and I go to probably twenty mm. concerts this summer there. Um, and uh, so I thought it'd be interesting to to set this big opening sequence, basically uh, opening action sequence at at the bowl. It's a place I'm very familiar with, and a mm. place that you know a lot of people are familiar with around the world, just from all the mm. recordings and stuff that have been done there. And uh, we thought it'd be an interesting way to 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 start this 
rather well, that's rather, a, that's what makes it credible when it's someplace that you really know. I've read on thousands of books, and sometimes I look up the place where they, you know, describe, and I go like, "That's not what it looks like. That is definitely not right." <laughs> oh, trust me. I, I, you know, I don't have what Kendra has, but they tell me that I have when I write a book of you and I read a book. I get what the what the author's trying to say, and I blame that on one of my professors in college. He taught me a lot of things. So. This is this. I love this book. How does Kendra know when some? This is really where the FBI needs to learn from her. How does she know when someone is lying? And there was a book that I read by Mark Bowden a long time ago, How to Tell a Lie from the FBI. Still have that. It's interesting. But how does she know when someone's not telling the truth? And that's not easy. It isn't, and I think it goes back to <clears throat> what I was talking about with. Uh, how Kendra has learned to pick up, you know, for the first 20 years of her life, mm. she uh, she couldn't see. And I think and, and in, to make her way in the world, she depended a lot on the other things. And in this case, I think it's, it's the way people sound. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> when when people lie, I think uh, they they tend to you know, be more hesitant. Uh, tend, oftentimes, there they'll, they'll tend to be some uh, tenseness in their voice. Uh, it's just uh, a lot of cues that she might pick up on that most people wouldn't. And again, like I said, there are uh, nonverbal cues that she can also pick yeah. up on that, that she discovered only in the last few years when she could suddenly put pictures to everything that she'd been hearing the first 20 years of her life. And obviously, you know, there, you know there's the, 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 the classic cues like uh, suddenly, you know, breaking eye contact and, and you know, Things like that that uh, that I think she could you know, definitely has been able to use in her cases. Well, I read the book are looking that, away. Yeah, you're right. I, I I read the book where she got her eyesight back from that doctor. That was amazing. That was really amazing. Thank you. That was that was actually four books in uh, Night Watch. Yeah. And and we we kind of alluded to it. We mentioned it in passing. Had it, but we thought actually it would be fun to have a case where it gave us the occasion to to go back and 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 do some flashbacks and and get more detail. It's, it's something a lot of people have been always curious about. And uh, and yeah, we we love that. We had a great time doing that. And we also. Uh, we got a lot of, uh, of uh, emails about it too. Uh, that that people really, really wanted to know when and how, and is it possible? That is amazing. I just hope my 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 computer is not going crazy here. How does she assess a crime, and why is she often more on target than law enforcement? Well, I think when when most people, most of us. When we we walk into a room and the assessment mm-hmm. that we make is based purely on what we see, yeah. uh, I I think we don't tend to pay attention to the to the things that we hear, the way the the, the floor sounds as we're walking on it, uh, the, the the smells that we might pick up. Um, and Kendra is very much in tune to all of those things, and uh, I so I think that she has an advantage in some ways that she. You know, she she obviously, having been raised, uh, paying attention to those things. But most people don't so much. They're relying so much on what they see that they may be missing out on some things that uh, that they can't see. That Kendra will, will definitely pick up on. That that's that's so amazing that she's able to. It's sort of like she has this hindsight about things. It's amazing that that she can do this. Because most people can't, you know. You go a police officer, of you know, assesses a um, a case or assesses a scene. I don't know if they see it as clearly as she does. Maybe I, she I don't think they do, and that's, which is what makes her and so in demand. But yeah, we, 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 we that's it. When, when we came up with a character of Kendra, we wanted to mm-hmm. come up with a detective in the vein of the classic you know, detective who can walk into a room and observe things and make deductions that no one else can, like, like Sherlock Holmes or, or, or Hercule yeah. Poirot. And, yeah. uh, but we wanted to give her a very specific reason for being able to do that, not just that she was smart. And so that's when we came up with this idea of having, her having been formally blind. 
and uh, and so that gives her an insight that all these other people do not have, and that's actually been a lot of fun to explore, and we're still having fun exploring. Yeah, she's she's really she's really great. I mean, she's the way she is, and um, of course, I like her boyfriend a lot, but we don't, you know. <laughs> If you want to just say anything about him, don't we all like Adam Lynch? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He pops up out of nowhere. God. But I I have to give him credit. That's why he's so interesting, because you can never tell when and where he's going to be. You never can tell when and what he's going to do and what she's going to do when she sees him. But the fact that she can handle him, <laughs> no one else can. I really, it's really, it's hysterical. So, once in a while, we get a cameo performance about my other favorite character. By the way, I like Joe too. Um, how has Kendra worked with Eve Duncan? Because Eve and Kendra sort of have the same type of personality, and when they want to do something like. You know, in Chaos or Persuasion, the other two books, you're not going to stop her, which is really good. No, no, and actually, uh, they're completely different personalities, as, yeah. as you know, and, and the background is completely different. But they're, they're both mature, that they both know what they want and when they want it, and uh, they, they both have a, an element of kindness and, uh, and family feeling. So, really, they—they they, it was natural for me to uh, uh, bring them together, and uh, and I, I probably will in another book too because I, I, I like both characters so much. I hope you do. Besides the fact that I read every book you wrote, except and starting with the first one, which was the Ugly Duckling, a long time ago, I read them all. Oh my gosh. Wow, that's going back. The, I bet you love the Ugly Duckling. I get so many calls about that. That that might have 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 been something that that drew you to me later, right? Yeah, because I was the Ugly Duckling in the family, so I know that. <laughs> so I don't believe that. That's what they told me. That's what they that's what they used to say to me. You're the cute girl with the great personality, and your brother, hi, I'm cute. You're smart, but don't look in the mirror. And yet, yesterday when I went to the pharmacy was hilarious about the you know getting the vaccine or whatever and the guy looked at me and says you're yeah. too young I go whatever you, I said whatever you think <laughs> I don't care <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hysterical so the other thing that you two do that's unique each character has his or her own way of speaking and dialogue so how did you create the sharp dialect in this particular book between the characters because don't mess with Kendra people no, really, don't. <laughs> I think a lot of it is a lot of these characters are characters uh, who have known each other a while, and people get a uh, a shorthand with people when they've known them for a while. They I actually know what they're thinking in a way, and uh, and uh, and I think that uh, a lot of the that 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 dialogue that's. Uh, uh, bouncing back and forth between the characters is is really a natural extension of of how much how mm-hmm. well they know each other, and uh, and and also the the playfulness and humor that some of the characters have with each other, um, and um, so I think that in, in in a way as characters develop that's that's something that sort of comes along for the ride. That's interesting because all of my books that I've wrote written I just got a contract for my new one. I don't do dialogue. I just write in the first per. I write in the first person. Yeah, I write horror. It's fun. And uh, yeah, oh, that's, that's difficult. It's called Population Zero: The World Without People. It's based on wow. what would happen if the world had no people in different worlds. But basically, I'm t- I, as a re- writing specialist, you would think I could do. I hate dialogue, so I just write it in the first person and pray to God that I don't make a mistake. What can I tell you? So this takes a real, a real, real hint. So how do you decide who writes which plot and which ideas and who decides on what? You know, dialogue, the characters, and where the story is going to go. That's interesting to work together as a team. Well, we start, you know, I think we start by talking Talking it out quite a bit, at least, at least mm-hmm. just talking about what what the, the the main thrust of the story is. 
Um, and then, um, and very often, it's whoever first came up with the idea was the one who will write the first, like maybe seventy or eighty pages. Whoa! And then they'll turn it over to the other, and and the other will write maybe seventy or eighty pages, and we'll go back and forth. Sometimes even writing each other into corners. Um, but it's um, fun. Well, it is fun, exactly. We have fun trying to get get ourselves out of corners that the others written us into, and <laughs> but but I think it, I, I think it's, it's it keeps things interesting for us, and I, I hope the reader too. So we actually very often, unless unless it's uh you know we had a, a one of the Kendra books Eve Duncan was in, and obviously I, I felt Mom should write the Eve scenes, but we both write mm-hmm. all the characters. Um, it just depends on where they are in the story. Um, and we can see if it's a character that the other has introduced, we can you know, the other gets a sense on on how to you know pick up that character and continue it in a way that that's true to what the other wrote in the preceding batch of pages, and um, and so it's it's very much like sort of a, a, a tag team and where we're bouncing back and forth you know through the book and then you know sometimes we'll, we'll rewrite the other's stuff. Uh, to make mm-hmm. everything more consistent, we try very hard to to make sure people don't know who wrote what. Um, you can't tell. You can't tell. You know, what's that? You can't tell. I'm glad to hear that. And, and so, and, and that's, that's where the rewriting each other comes in. To, so we 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 try we, very we hard can't to. But hope. What's that? I said we can but hope. Yes. <laughs> Well, you know, so, each character, I mean, Jane and Eve and Kendra and all of them, and the, I love the ones in, in uh, Chaos, and I, I really love Seth. You know, you can bring them back to any book you want. Um, they each have their own, dis- <laughs> their own distinct type of dialogue or whatever. But I have to ask this question. Who writes the good scenes? Because those are the good scenes, what let me tell you. <laughs> They're all good scenes. I think it is much. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I, I started out, if, you, if you're talking about romance, uh, yeah. as you know, I started out as a romance writer. And mm-hmm. uh, and I, I, I admit, I, I can get involved a little bit. And uh, but, but Roy writes very good romance, too. It's just that, like I said, I get involved. <laughs> well, that, that, that's, and that's it, amazing. And also, uh, if you've uh, been admiring all of those wonderful action scenes, mm-hmm. you can uh, we can thank uh, Roy for those. They're absolutely fantastic, aren't they? This is this is this is. I mean, you you know, I read too many books. I read a lot of books. I could read like ten a week if if I can keep up with myself. And um, when the when the the good scenes are not written properly. Then I just skip over them. And I don't skip over yours. Trust, trust me. I read them a couple of times. I was going to have my husband read a few of them too. Seriously, you know, you never know. And um, <laughs> because that, <laughs> gotta have a sense of humor about this. Seriously. Um, <laughs> oh, there's a whole bunch of people that are listening. Hi, everybody. This is great. <laughs> this is this is great. And, and besides well, the fact. Yeah, my, my my cousin is a big fan of yours, and um, every so often she'll say, I need the Iris book. I wind up having to buy it for her because I can't go there to give it to her. It's so sad. Now, this is this is something that I've asked just about every author that writes in a series, but you've got a whole bunch of series. You've got the characters in Chaos. I like the horse, by the way. Um, you've got the characters in... I'm yeah, you've got the characters in Persuasion. When you bring them all together, how do you keep each of the characters in all of this series so that I want to read more of them and I can't wait for the next one, seriously, whenever that is? Well, maybe it's because I love the characters. Uh, yeah. I, actually, uh, I get a, a, a little crumb of an idea, and then it, it develops, and when they become real-life characters. So... Hopefully that's why. I know that's why how uh, Roy and I do it uh, when we're doing the Kendra books. Mm-hmm. Just the just the, the 
a little bit of an idea and you develop it into a character, and the character writes the book, doesn't it, Roy? Yeah, well, you, you really get a sense, you know, what what kind of book it's going to be from who the character is. Uh, though it's, it is interesting when you like uh, when you combine them, like you you, you had a trilogy where like mm-hmm. pretty much all the characters in 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 the that world were brought together for a big mm. sort of epic adventure. And so it's really interesting to see lots of characters who maybe had never met before being brought together. I mean, your editor called it uh, Iris's Avengers uh, <laughs> because, because all the different heroes and the different the, the different books were combined into this one epic adventure. And it was interesting because these different characters would bring out things in the others maybe we hadn't seen before because they were being mm-hmm. confronted with different personalities and things. And so. I, I think that actually helped develop the characters in, in interesting ways by putting them in these positions. That, that that does. It's interesting because I've read, you know, sometimes I read, you know, a lot. I read a lot of books, like I said, and I read, you know, characters that are in a series, and I go, oh, God, not again, just another, just another plot with the same person, and I like, why am I reading this? And who's torturing me? And how do you do this to me? <laughs> no, no, serious, seriously. I mean, I I read. I finished something this morning that that's interesting. About that. It's based on the pandemic, except it's uh, Flu Fries, Electric Kingdom by David Arnold. This should be interesting when I interview him because basically I don't know. So um, we're almost done with the last question, so I have a couple of other questions. Um, would you ever take the characters from Chaos and bring them with the other characters in another book? Because I love Margaret. I'm serious. She's one of my favorite people. You like Margaret? <clears throat> yeah, uh, th- th- it's definitely a possibility. Uh, when, whenever uh, I, I like a character, you notice actually Margaret doesn't have a gigantic role in in that one, uh, and, no. and yet and yet she's but, and yet she's a great part of it as far as a character is concerned. And uh, many times, uh, that's what I'll do. I'll just bring the, a character in. So that that they will, that because they they seem to fit, and Margaret did. And yes, what I, about the two uh, characters in Chaos? Are you going to bring them back? Because I like them too. I like her. She's she's a little bit of Kendra and a little bit of even a little bit of Jane. She's a little bit of everybody. And she's fun, isn't she? Uh, yeah, she is, and she and she straightened him. Oh, my books just fell on the floor. Um, that's okay. She she's like. <laughs> And she, and she straightened out Gabe, which is good. You know, go power. <laughs> and, and and you like Gabe. <laughs> uh, actually, I, yeah, I, I, because you know what? Sometimes they depict women, female characters as having no backbone, and I get annoyed very easily because I'm not like that. <laughs> you gotta, you got to have some kind. You can't always be pushing, but sometimes, you know, you got you got to take control, seriously. So is she going to come back, Eliza? I like her. She's good. I haven't decided yet. Right now, okay. I'm, I'm so busy. But but if she, you never can tell. She might be right around the corner. So before we end, because I have a few more questions. I have the book in front of me, by the way. Um, that's the other question. How did you decide on the title? This title was so perfect. Well, your titles are perfect. But this title was so perfect. How did you decide on the title to match the plot? Part two. A lot of times I'll read a book and I'll go like, what does that have to do with the book is about? What does that have to do with the with the blurb, with the front cover or anything? How did you decide on Blink of an Eye? Because that's a great expression. Well, we've been trying, you know, for this series, uh, obviously because of who Kendra is, We've been trying to make every title you know, on some play on sight and vision, and yeah. uh, so that when people see it, when readers of the series see it, they might immediately think, "Oh, this might be a Kendra book." Um, but yeah, the challenge sometimes is is that we also want to integrate it and make it part of the story, and uh, and that's uh, and eventually probably about halfway through when we we still weren't quite sure we 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 were pretty sure we had this title uh and then uh and then uh i i don't want to give it away but there's a a, yeah. a, a key scene that takes place at the Hollywood Forever mm-hmm. Cemetery 
yeah. where that where that title is actually introduced, and uh, I think it yeah work work works well for the story and works well for the for the title. It does work well. And I mean, also, also, uh, our our D disappeared in the blink of an eye. So the other question is, Adam is going to come back for the next one, right? I hope. I would say there's a, I would say yes. I, I, I'm writing right now. I'm writing a Jesse Mercado book myself uh, as a solo. Book oh, that's that, what I was going to ask you. What are you doing by yourself? Because how come I never read your uh, single ones? Nobody sent them to me. How dare they? How dare I they? The, I know. I never. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm just lucky that I found Ivy, and that I found a whole bunch. And I'm gonna. I have a whole bunch of people coming. Up. My show is booked until the end of June. Wow. June 29th. Yeah, Tess Gerenson's coming on with Gary Braver. And, yeah, and hopefully, I was lucky because your publicist actually mailed the book and I got it. And there were about 30 interviews that I have to do from now until June, and I don't have the books. The post office didn't bring them. At oh, all. God. Yeah, it's, it's getting, it's getting backed up. Too. Yeah, it, it is a problem. I got Lisa Gardner's new book yesterday, and that was a surprise, too. I go like, oh, my God, nice. But... I was lucky because U.S. U.S. come. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they look through the magnifying glass and figure out what I'm reading. But seriously, <laughs> tell me about what you write by yourself. What's that? Tell me about what you write by yourself because well, my I haven't first, had. The, I don't think I don't think I read any of your single titles yet. My first ten years as a professional writer, I was a screenwriter, and. Oh, nice. uh, I, I've I've had a a, a couple movies, uh, cable films produced, uh, one for Disney Channel and uh, one for Universal Television with uh, Pierce Brosnan, um, and it um, and, and I wrote lots that hasn't been produced as often. I get I got paid to write lots of things that haven't were never made, which is often the mm-hmm. case for a screenwriter. Um, and that's <clears throat> after ten years of that. That's when I decided I wanted to add novel writing to the mix. So I wrote uh, the Answer Man, uh, and then a pair of books uh, with a, uh, mm-hmm. a a paranormal debunker named Joe Bailey, uh, Beyond Belief and Deadly Visions. And um, while I continued screenwriting, and then uh, then after uh, about ten years of that, that's when we decided to uh, try try our hand at uh, collaborating. And uh, the books have been so successful, especially the Kendra Michaels books, that mm-hmm. uh, that has really actually consumed me ever since. Really, since Kendra came along, that's really uh, consumed me ever since. So that's that's why we have eight of those now. Um, and uh, and this this character Jesse Mercado was introduced a few mm-hmm. books ago. Um, I'm writing mm-hmm. another solo book now featuring her. Oh, nice. Which, is, which has been, yeah, which is fine. And that Kendra will also appear in. Kendra's going to make an appearance in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she'll be in the beginning, and then uh, she and she's at, toward the end. She takes even a little bit more of a prominent role. Um, but uh, but the next true Kendra book, we're, we're going to start as soon as I'm finished writing this, uh, which is going to happen just in the next month or so. We're going to start writing the next Kendra book. So... So I would say Adam Lynch is is is, is a, a lock to be in, included in that one. We we like him a lot, and we're we're looking forward to to, to exploring a little bit more of, of him and Kendra with him. That is, that is exciting, and it must be great to be able to come up with these plot ideas. But before I forget, on Monday, the author of Things That Last Forever will be here. On Tuesday, I'm on Wednesday, I'm doing something very important I think. We're gonna I'm gonna do a broadcast with David Putnam, Bruce Coffin, and Lance Russo, who are detectives, uh, retired detectives, and we're gonna talk about um honoring men and women in blue. Because I think they're getting a bad rap. Oh, and that's great. That's, that's yeah, I terrific. think it's important. And on the eighteenth this girl wrote this really this bartender's guide and each chapter has at the end of it an exotic drink for those who drink. On tw- February 22nd, Alan Zdransky will be here with Forgiving Stephen Redmond. It's excellent. And on the 24th, I just hope this works out as it's supposed to, Douglas Preston and Lincoln Child will be here for the Scorpion's Tale. How much can you get for it? That is so great. And um, 
Tess Gerrington and Gary Braver will end my uh, in some of my pre-summer year with um, Choose Me on June 29th. So far, okay. So, how do you, the other question is because we have a few we have a few more minutes, a lot of few minutes. How do you decide on the cover of the book? Because this cover says it all. I don't have to even know. I looked at it and go, oh, my God, this is great. The hardest thing for me or anybody, author, is to pick the title of the book and the cover of the book and who decides on what goes on the back cover because I won't, I won't tell you the author, and I did tell the publicist, not, not your case, that there was a, a whole bunch of character mistakes on the black cover, that Amazon got it wrong. Seriously. Oh. Yeah, yeah, they did that. So who decides on the cover? And the title of the book. Well, the uh, the, the the publisher is really the, the the final word. Especially, you know, they have an art department that uh, that will generate uh, concepts <clears throat> for for the cover, and uh, we'll, we'll see it. You know, like maybe you know, as much as a year before the release of the book, and um, and well, and mom, you've you've actually. Not, I, well, I can I, I can tell that, that that mom has not liked covers before, and they've had to gone back to the uh, drawing board. Um, now most of the oh, most of the art is wonderful, but sometimes you just I have problems with it, right? Well, and it may not be just a matter of the art not being good. It just uh, it may communicate a feeling about the book that the author may not want to communicate. You know, they, exactly. They, you know, and, well, in your case, they're going to listen to you. In some cases, they're not going to listen, and they sort of do what they want. And sometimes what happens is that the cover of the book doesn't exactly match what the book is about, which maybe is good, or maybe it's not good. You know, my you don't know. My first book I didn't care for. I didn't care for the cover of my first book uh-huh. uh, way back. And uh, and I, I made my opinions known, and... Uh, <laughs> It didn't matter. The book went out just with that cover anyway, um, and that's that's you know that which is the, not uncommon for a first-time author, uh, yeah. n- not having that 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 kind of uh, power. Uh, but uh, but you know, they, since then we've had very good luck with when when we've had a problem with it and we, we've voiced why. And like I said, it's not because the art is bad. It's just that it does not uh, get across the feeling that we think that we're trying to get with the book. Yeah, I know. And you're working difficult. with Grand Central, which is a great publishing company, and everything they do is great. My first book I worked with, so I won't say who's self-publisher, and I was able to pick everything, and then when the book was published, they left all the grammar mistakes. They didn't edit it properly. Uh, yeah, that was bad. And then they told me that I had to pay to get it re-edited, and I said, "That's what you think." Oh no! And um, yeah, you know, I went with an independent one this time, so I'm hoping that I actually they, I had to send them samples of what I thought would, would would be good covers. But I told them, since I'm you know dealing with this, and you're the one in charge, you figure it out. I don't have to figure out everything. So <laughs> it, it makes it kind of hard. Yeah. So. I, I know. I know. With Iris, you you just like you should, you're going to do it her way, which is right. I mean, you have to get your point across. So they decide on the back cover, or do you decide on the back cover? You know, the, what goes on the the, the side flap of the book? They uh, usually well, generate them, right? And then and then and then then we again we'll we'll, we'll weigh in on them. Yeah, yeah, because you have to be careful because sometimes they actually give away the ending, or they give away too much. Or then I read the black, I read it and I go like, I don't have to read this. I know it's going to happen. It's scary. It is. It's, that, it's, that's that, a big that's, pet peeve of mom. Uh, I, I I think if if you have a problem with the flap copy, uh, yeah. it it's that more than anything else, isn't it? That they give away too much. Yeah, that's that's most of the time. Uh, they're very artistic and and they they do their very best and, and and it's it's interesting but then they give away too much so yeah. uh, several times i've just said no i this can't be you can give away this but doggone it don't you dare give away that <laughs> well i was and, very and careful because i didn't give away anything and when i did your review Good. i read it over three times to make sure that i left something out Good. Because I wanted to make sure that because nobody knew. 
you have to be careful when you write a review, too, because you don't want to give any spoilers. Absolutely not. I, I think that I, I, I'm a, a big reader, so you know that I would never, never uh, permit that on my books to to let someone know what what's going to happen. No, you wouldn't. But you know what? I've got some reviews. I went on a tour. They're fantastic with Partners in Crime for all of my books. And to be very honest, one of the reviewers went and reviewed every one of my stories in my book, What If, and gave away the ending. So I said, thank you so much for letting everybody ah. know. I, I got really – oh. it's a short book. It's Yeah, it was, it's called What If You Lived in My World. We just start acting ridiculous in this one and start figuring out what we can do to stop this pandemic. And she read every story, and she gave away the ending. And I thanked her so much for not helping me. <laughs> so you did. Yeah, oh, so what's next curious. for both of you? And um, what's next for Eve and Joe? I love Joe. Sorry. And what's next for everybody else? Well, Eve and Joe, uh, they're, they're the ones that I'm going to be working on now. And oh, it's going to be a very, very special book. Very special. I think you'll like it a lot. And of course, I'm not going to like it. <laughs> when is it coming? When is it coming? When is it coming out so I could hound Ivy? Well, I'm going to hound. Oh, well, it probably won't. It probably will I'm. I'm just in the middle of the research on it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and, nice. Uh, so but that's that, so that's the one that's that's way down the line. But uh, I have. Uh, let's see. The next book coming out is The Bullet, and uh, the one after that is High Stakes. And uh, I, th- I think that uh, that you'll uh, like both of those. When and, are they coming uh, out? Because I'm going to send to Ivory and Taylor. Make sure you put me on the list. Uh, well, the bullet, I think, is spring, right? I oh, think nice. So. Either spring or, and uh, I guess usually they they bring out the the next one in the fall. Um, that's not and, bad. And that's not bad another, at all. And that's another, that's another interesting uh, Eve and Joe book. Mm-hmm. And 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 uh, so that that actually is uh, I I I really like the idea of that book a lot. It, 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 I think it reveals uh, uh, mm-hmm. a, a certain amount about their relationship that we really haven't explored. Well, how do you do the the research for your books, right? And I mean, you did research on on blindness and Kendra, right? When you before you wrote that, because you had a really so accurate, it's amazing. We we did. We spent a lot of time re- researching that and reading accounts of people and uh, uh, who are blind or, or who have been blind and the, their experiences. Yeah. Uh, coming out of that. And it helps right, us know, also. We get the details right, but it also helps us with the stories. Sometimes, sometimes it'll it'll trigger something. Reading something interesting. In, in our research, will will trigger in, entire things that might help you know give us an entire you know story for a book, and so it, it's really invaluable to us. Well, there's another character I didn't bring out because I don't know if you want to talk about her, but uh, it, it's amazing how people that are blind can can type can uh, get around by themselves. And of course, I love the dog. Poor thing. Did you love our dog? <laughs> we had so much fun with that. <laughs> We're both dog lovers, and so yeah, that was that's very special to us. Yeah, are you gonna? Is she ever gonna get her? Uh, is she ever gonna change, or is it gonna stay the same? The other character. I don't want to say who it is. <coughs> well, I, yeah, I, I think it doesn't give anything away to, to know that there's a character, Olivia, who, who's yeah, I love Olivia. She's she's funky. I like her. and she keeps and she keeps Kendra in line. So are you gonna bring her back or is she gonna stay like that? Maybe it's better that she does. Who knows? Well, you know, we we don't have plans for her right now. Right now that we we we've been enjoying that, that uh experience of, of having Kendra yeah. with her. And and you know, this is someone that Kendra grew up with. They were blind as children yeah. together. And Kendra got her sight, and so far Olivia hasn't. And and you know, for most blind people, it isn't an option. Kendra was, was one of the lucky ones. Yeah. Um, and uh, so they, you, know, she's she's happy for Kendra. I think she, I don't think there's really jealousy there, other than just wishing that uh, that she could have this too. And uh, I think that there's a, there's a poignancy to that, that to the character that uh, 
that we're 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 still not done exploring. I don't think. Always, there's always hope for Olivia, and we don't know when or where or or how, but we're we're hoping for her. She she, she's a powerful character on on her own too. I know that she's a very powerful character on her own. What about the the Westwood School, uh, the the school Woodward School, and the children in the school? Um, are you going to bring back anybody from there or how they progress? Because, I mean, I'm a music major, so I fell in love with the fact that she's, that Kendra did mu- does music with them. To me, that, that's the biggest thing. It's great. In the last book, we introduced a, a little girl character who has a small part and actually has a cameo yeah. in this, this yeah. new book. If there's anyone that that we're interested in maybe picking up on in, in the in the books and years to come, it might be her. And uh, we we uh-huh. actually did definitely talked about that and actually have considered that already. And so I I think we haven't seen the last of this this little girl either. See how good I am. And the other yeah, one is you pick, my cat. You picked up right up on that. <laughs> it just proves just proves that I read them. Right? See. Yes, um, you the do. Other character is 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 the because I I was a concert violinist. When I went to school, my, really? when I gra- when I graduated high school in two and a half years, and I went to Hunter, the dean said to me, um, "You majored in music. You're a concert pianist and a concert violinist. You're going to major in music." I go, "Uh-uh. I'm going to major in education." Well, in Hunter College, you couldn't major in education. You had a minor, 36 credits in that, and 100,000 classes in music, and it was the hardest major in the world. I played very well. I can't sing to save my life. So I, I was lucky that I was, you know, young and whatever, and the professor felt sorry for me because I really can't sing. But <laughs> I, I really, I really can't. It, it, it's, it's pathetic. And I had to do a program in front of 200 people, and my sister was alive back then, thank God, so she helped me prepare this program of um, nursery rhymes that I got up and sang in front of 200 people. I really did. And uh, they're, they're, yeah, they're still talking about it. So <laughs> the, fact that, the fact that she worked in a, in a school with music and children is, is, is fantastic. That really is a lot. And maybe bringing them back. But what about my concert violinist? What about Kara? I love her. But she's a musician, too, and she's a you know, string instrument to my thing. So you're going to bring her back? And forget the grandfather. Well, um, may- maybe. Well, as a matter of fact, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, care. <clears throat> pardon me. Uh, allergies. Uh, as a matter of fact, Kara uh, has a, a a little bit part in the, the in the book that I just wrote. And, what? Gotta see. I told you and, to pick but, up on it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and and she might have a bigger part later on. You know, I can't leave Kara alone. She's she's still not quite settled. Uh, yeah. You know, she's had a passionate love affair and and, and yeah, I know. Found the the, the the found the the man of her life and everything. But she's not quite settled yet, so there's a possibility she she might have another one. That that would be really nice. I'd like her to come up against a whole, a whole bunch of people. You never know. So, is there anything else that you would like to add? Because we have about uh, ten minutes. Anything else that you'd like to add? And when am I getting everything to read? <laughs> <laughs> When are you getting? <clears throat> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna email Ivy. I'm gonna send her the link for this show, so that she's got it, so she could post it everywhere on the planet. And um, this this book is one of my favorites, and Kendra is one of my favorites too. But I, I would love to see you know more of the other ones in uh, some of the other other novels. And how do you how do you, I mean what exactly? I mean Margaret is fantastic. Do people really do that? Can people really do that? What she does? There's um, a possibility, and really? um, and and uh, if if I kind of exaggerate the possibility, that's okay too. <laughs> <laughs> 
So before we end, where can we find out more about you and your work and make sure I'm on the list? Because I'll be very upset if I'm not. <laughs> well, we're, we're on the web and lots of, we, we, we have, uh, each have websites for irisjohansen.com and royjohansen.com. Uh, we we're, we're both have, uh, we're both on Facebook and on Twitter. And uh, really? we'll, be, we'll be posting links uh, to this show on, on all of our sites, uh, too. Um, and uh, so, but, you know, that's a good place to, to start to, to look for us. Uh, Facebook, especially, there's a lot of activity, especially on um, Mom's uh, Facebook page. And yeah, I, I, uh, I, That is good. Tell, where else would I look for you guys? Telling everybody and, to look for you guys. And then, uh, and then we're at uh, bookstores everywhere, and uh, we we try and keep in touch with uh, with our, our readers who who write us through through Facebook, and uh, so that mm. we uh, so we're, we're there to answer questions and and uh, and uh, li- li- listen to concerns and and uh, mm-hmm. and definitely uh, keep keep a, a dialogue going with the readers that are so important to us. Well, that that would be me, and that would be <laughs> half my. When, well, I just I just texted my cousin, and I just texted my sister-in-law, and they're flipping out. They go, "Oh my God," because they all love you. They seriously do. Um, and I read a lot. Like I said, I read a lot of books, but there are some people who write in series, and I go, "Like, why are you torturing me and sending me another one? I don't really want to read it." But that doesn't happen with you guys. <laughs> so, um, boy, send me send me one of your books to read to review. I mean, I I'll have, but my, on my on my chair I have twenty books. I have oh six that are just are coming. They just came out, and I've got a whole bunch that are not coming out to whenever they come out, whenever I get to it. And I've got one. The one everybody knows. I don't do porn. I won't read that erotica. I can't stand <laughs> self help. Sorry. And business books. That's not me. I mean, I could do just about anything, but I'm very, pop, very, very particular. But I want to thank you so much. And um, you said one book is coming out in the spring, and one is coming out in the fall, right? So I'm gonna, and you're right. gonna use the same. Are they gonna use Ivy, the same publicist? Yes, I oh, assume, yes. I assume so, so, right? The both of yeah, I'll email her so that she could set up, she could set up another interview so that I know. And this way, you made it easy for me because this way you highlighted the questions you wanted me to ask, and I didn't ask the questions that you don't want me to ask. And I'm really good at this, I know. But I want to thank you so much. <laughs> and one thing I say at the end of each show, because I have a whole bunch of family members that have the virus, and I have a whole bunch of family members in Florida that all had the virus. Thank God they're okay, and I'm you know, concerned about some. One small ask, people, when you go outside, make sure that you social distance and wear a mask. It is vital that everybody start to follow the rules. And all these people that are on top of other people and protesting, you have the right to say what you want, but you don't have a right to spread the virus. That's just me. But I want to thank you so much. Have a great day. Iris, Roy, I can't wait to do this again. Thank you every day. Have a great day, and bye. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.